back on the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590. The Fan, it's Baby Friday, Masters teeing off momentarily. You got your Toronto Blue Jays wrapping up their trip to Kansas City. That's a 2-10 first pitch today. And Maple Leafs hit the TD Garden to play the Boston Bruins tonight at 7. So full day of viewing for you and full day of listening to some of the best, our insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. It's Dan Shulman, voice of the Toronto Blue Jays for us here at Sportsnet. Dan, how's the first uh, little trip out on the road doing for you? Uh, it's great. Sent my laundry out, got my laundry back. That's all you need to have a good road trip. Like, you know, 11-day 11, 11 trip. If that laundry doesn't come back, you've got a problem. So, But it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. You know, to uh, St. Louis is obviously a cool place to start the season. I mean, it's just such, you know, history and tradition and all that. And then uh, to see them play better the last couple of nights here in Kansas City. And now we're uh, going to go out and see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout uh, starting tomorrow. So pretty good trip. Perfect. First potential landmine avoided uh, with the laundry. Yes. Uh, are you yes. a Masters guy? I am not. Um, you, you'll, you would have to look far and wide to find somebody who follows golf less than me. So I hate to do I know wow. I disappoint you guys. I know like every week I disappoint you guys in a different way. So, but, uh, but this is, uh, uh, no, I'm not a golf guy. Um, I tried to take it up and play it in my twenties. I was horrible. Like, like historically, uh, you know, comically bad. And, uh, I just don't have enough bandwidth or time for golf. So I, I'm a I'm a four sport guy and I watch Drive to Survive. I don't actually watch the races, but I'm like <laughs> addicted addicted to Drive to Survive. My wife and I love it. So that that's the extent of my sports. Well you're working a lot during golf season, so I don't blame you for not having the time <laughs> to get out there and work on the craft because it is certainly one that you gotta put the time and effort into. Um all right, let's start with last night's game. Alec Manoa on the bump for the second time around. Um Contrasts between start one and start two was obviously uh, pretty stark there. He uh, he uh, didn't have his showing that we would have wanted, I think, to say the least in, um, in his first time out there. Um, what did you see that changed between run one and run two? Uh, I think the the first the, the first thing that I noticed is he just didn't make mistakes over the middle of the plate and and you know and unless you are one of a, a you know a very small circle of pitchers if you make mistakes over the middle of the plate guys are going to hit you and I thought he located much better last night now he did walk four so which he you know and, and I'll talk to him today and I'm sure he'll say you know I got to cut down on that but he pitched around it you know after guys got on base he got the outs he needed to get and this is something he's done ever since he's gotten to the major leagues. If you look at things like uh, batting average with runners in scoring position or what percentage of runners are stranded by different pitchers, he's like right at the top of the list. And, and you know, some people will say, well, that's not a repeatable skill, like the clutch gene from a pitcher's point of view. But if it is, he certainly got it. He made big pitches when he had to. He had some good defense behind him. Interestingly, his velocity was down from the first start. He was like up 94, 94 and a half with his fastball in St. Louis, and he was more like 92 last night. But he has proven that he's got the ability to pitch without his best velocity if he's hitting his spots. And I just think he did a good job hitting his spots last night. Uh, in the first hour, I called it the reverse Gosman uh, from Alec Manoa, and that might be a little bit harsh, but there's something to, okay, when you don't have your stuff, uh, you're able to minimize damage, and not even minimize damage, limit the opposition to just one hit over seven innings. What's the difference between a pitcher that can... When it doesn't have it, they can fight and they can battle and they can scrap and not have it really cost them to one who really can't stop the slide when right. they just don't have their stuff. 
Right. And that's happened to Jose Barrios, right? Like he's been victimized by the beginning. He's cruising along. He's retired eight out of nine and then boom, a five run inning, that sort of thing. So whereas Manoa does not have that. Sorry, guys, I'm in the hotel lobby because I didn't want to wake people up. But I think the vacuum's coming through right now. (laughs) So I'm going to try to. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a little mini personal Zamboni kind of deal. So I'm going to start walking in another direction here. So uh, live radio. It's (laughs) the best. So So, um, I think what he does, I mean, Alec Manoa is unbelievably confident and competitive. And I mean, unbelievably confident and competitive. And I remember before I ever saw him pitch, I was talking to Pete Walker. This must have been in 2021, I guess. And, and Pete, like, and then Pete doesn't say this kind of thing all the time. He's like, where do you see this guy? Like, where do you get a load of this guy? And, and, you know, we all saw it right from the moment that he showed up as a rookie in 2021 with three AAA starts under his belt. And he looked like, you know, and then he goes to Yankee Stadium and strikes out Aaron Judge in the first inning, right? Like, he's just got it. He's And, and you know, for people who are watching the six-part special on Sportsnet that Hazel did, and like, you know, the the young man had a lot to deal with growing up, and there's a reason he's as tough as he is. And, and I think that's part of it, Justin. He's just, he's just a big, tough dude, and he doesn't back down from anybody. And I think... You know, the old expression, when the when the going gets tough, the tough get going. He's he's a tough guy. He really is. Unbelievably confident and competitive, uh, obviously important traits. But is that why he's kind of, I, I don't want to say he's got a target on his back, but, you know, we got Alex Verdugo speaking at a school a little <laughs> right. bit. We've got him, right. you know, he's doing the media stuff. Like, he is the center of attention in a lot of ways. Is is it that confidence and competitiveness that puts him the, the target on his back a little bit? Does he just embrace that more than others? Why is he kind of a lightning rod in some ways? Right. Well, a couple of different things like the um, I think you alluded to the MLB network stuff that he's doing. He's got a big personality and I think he studied journalism or, or broadcast or communications maybe at West Virginia. Like this is who he is. He's not a wallflower. You know, he's a, he's got a big personality, too. And you know, he wants to give back to the game and he wants to make the game cool and fun for kids. And that's part of the reason why he's doing the MLB network stuff. The other stuff, the Verdugo, um, you know, I can understand from across the field why people might not love him. Like when Josh Donaldson's a Blue Jay, you love him. When he's not, maybe you don't, you know, and and we can all, all understand why some people on other teams maybe, or the fans or whatever of other teams, maybe didn't love Jose Bautista when he was a Blue Jay, right? Like big personalities, kind of brash, guys and and alec is not afraid to say some things on the field not all of which can be repeated on a family morning radio show and and you know if if you say it to and the the line that some that a lot of people draw is if you say it to another player like if you're just yelling because you're all fired up like lance lynn of the white Sox does okay but uh, yeah there have been a couple of times where uh, Manoa has, you know, said things that were taken the wrong way by other teams. And, and, and I get it. I think Manoa is a fantastic, fantastic person. I, I think he's a great guy. Um, in the heat of the moment, you know, his, his blood pressure can rise a little bit. Alex Verdugo's can too. He's not a shy, quiet guy either. So um, in terms of target on his back, um, I, I think it's just, you know, words being exchanged on the field in the heat of the moment. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's going to lead to any kind of serious problems between the Blue Jays or the Red Sox and or anything like that. And I think Manoa knows, like, he's got to use all that energy in a positive way. But like everybody, there's a line you don't want to cross. But, um, you know, if he feels he or his teammates are being pushed around or threatened or anything like that, like, he's coming out swinging to protect his guys. That's That's who he is. And that's part of uh, it probably comes from the same place that makes him so, you know, competitive and confident as well. It's all part of the same package. 
sharing the mound last night was uh, Zach Greinke, who th- there's just no way that he's 39, right? <laughs> like, th- if I age that well, like, I right. am set for life. That guy is incredible. I'm set for life. <laughs> like, he's not 39. <laughs> You're lying, Dan. <laughs> I'm lying. I, he still has kind of a boyish look about him. If you look at pictures when he was 25, mm-hmm. he kind of looks the same, and he's still a, a good major league pitcher at 39. It's 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 impressive. But we got Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander doing the same thing yeah. too. You know, it, it's it's impressive. And and um, actually, you know, getting back to Manola for a second after the game, he talked about Granky, and he basically said like, "How cool is that? Like this guy's he's the epitome of pitching, and look at the age he is. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame." And he is like, he's the kind of guy, you know, like the three of us want to grab a bat and say, let me try. That's the kind of guy I want to try against him. And then he, you know, he goes six innings, one run against a good offensive team in the Blue Jays. It's, it's pretty cool. Nine, this is his 20th year, 20th year in the major leagues. And Buck and I had the hall of fame talk last night. We both think that, that he'll get in and he's just out there, you know, moving the ball around, not throwing hard, you know, playing chess when other people are playing checkers, that's that sort of thing. And he's uh, it's, it's a cool story. Uh, there aren't many guys who can get by with the kind of stuff that he's got, but he's got a lot of other things going for him. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see the past or and the, the current, the present, um, all there last night on the mound. Um, let's talk about Dalton Varsho because he's been a really bright spot, I believe, for most fans watching as of late. He's got a bunch of different tools. He said it was kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He's got a bunch of tools in the toolbox. Um, what do you think Blue Jays fans are going to love most or appreciate most of, of Dalton Varsho's experience uh, this year, at least starting and that, looking forward to the season? That's a hard question because there are so many things to like. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's going to be, and I'll I'll, uh, dig into the cliche toolbox here, to give 110% every day kind of thing. So I don't know if you guys uh, were watching or saw, he lined one to left center, and whoever was on in front of him went first to third. Maybe Vladdy went first to third. And he, I mean, raced out of the box like uh, like it was the last time they were ever going to let him do it. And and he's fast uh, and got halfway to second and then put the brakes on like you're amazed like a cloud of dust didn't come up because he had to stop so quick and got back to first. And that's how he plays the game. He is 100% every single second he's on the field. And that's great. Um, that's contagious on a team. I think a lack of hustle is contagious, and I think hustle is contagious. And and. I don't know that I've seen a guy play harder than he does. There are a few who play as hard, but um, I think the first thing is going to be just the hustle. And then the second thing, you know, the very good defense, excellent instincts on the bases, the bunt singles. We talked about it a couple of nights ago when he had a bunt single, like this is a legitimate weapon for him. He's had 15 of them, 16 of them. I'm sorry. In the last, since the start of the 2021 season, he's tried to bunt for a base hit with nobody on base. So not a sacrifice trying to bunt for a base hit. 17 times when he's gotten the ball down in fair territory, he's made it 16 of the 17 times. He's only been thrown out once. Um, it's cool. He can, like you said, it was, he can beat you a lot of different ways. He can beat you with power, with speed, with defense, with base running, with hustle. He's, they needed him left-handed bat to uh, they needed a guy like him. And, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't really know a lot about him because he played in Arizona and they went Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. But now I think fans are starting to see what the front office saw. Definitely. If you told me before the season, yeah, he's going to be hitting behind Vlad. I'd be like, really? Dalton Varsho in behind Vlad? But as you mentioned, like what what he did on that at bat, it's like it almost seems like it could benefit all that, like that utility, all that know-how, the smartness that he clearly brings to the diamond. Like, could that be 
like could that be an assist to Vladdy hitting behind him? Maybe you get to the point where okay, it's it's you know the batting average dips. Maybe he doesn't have the power. Maybe it's not helpful. But for right mm-hmm. now, does that intangible help Vladdy hitting behind him? Uh, I think so. I also think Vladdy's in an incredible place, and we're going to put a graphic up um, on the game tonight that our producer Doug Walton and I were just talking about about 20 minutes ago. Uh, let me jump into Vladdy for a sec. So if you look at Vladdy's numbers, you know we all know he hits the ball hard. He's hitting the ball harder this year than he did last year. He struck out once. He said, I think, 29 plate appearances. He has struck out once, walked five times. And the most important thing is what they call chase percentage, swinging at pitches out of the zone. Uh, I think he was up around 30% or 35% or something like that last year, too high, much higher than it was two years ago. And this year he's at like 16% or something. Like his approach is unbelievable right now. So I think a lot of the credit for Vladdy doing well goes directly to Vladdy, obviously, but I, but Varsho behind him, it, it really seems to work. We wondered during the spring who would hit behind Vladdy. And in my mind, there were three candidates. One was Alejandro Kirk because he did it at times last year, but I didn't think that was going to be the case because of the drop-off in the second half. So then to me, it was either Varsho or Belt, uh, one of the two uh, left-handed batters they brought in because Kiermaier would obviously hit at the bottom. So uh, to me, it was like, one of those two guys, and, and Belt had a late start in the spring, and Varsho's got more power, and it was almost kind of by default that they gave it to Dalton Varsho. And I, I didn't mention it on the air, but I looked up during the game last night where Varsho hit with Arizona, and the two spots he hit the most often were first, and I can't remember it was either fifth or sixth, but he led off a lot for Arizona. And, and you know, you said, uh, I think it was Ailish who said Swiss Army Knife. Like, he's got a, a ton of different skills. You can play him in three different positions, four if you count catcher. You can hit him anywhere in the lineup, and he's just a good baseball player. He's one of those guys where you watch him day by day and you go, wow, I didn't know he could do that. And he's done that like five times in six games already. And he is, by the way, as nice a guy as you'll ever meet and uh, a Green Bay Packer fan. So he and I are getting along <laughs> extremely <you> <laughs> well right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I could tell you liked him for another reason, too. So that's good. Uh, that's he's, good. He's, from, he's, he's a good Wisconsin <laughs> boy. He's from right. Marshfield, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Big Packer fan. I, I, like, we don't talk about it every day. Well, we talk about it every now and again. <laughs> Uh, I'd love to hear it, Dan. Um, so, Vladdy, quickly on on his home run last night, obviously first of the season. What'd you make of the the invisible home run jacket being placed upon his shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> so there, obviously, they've changed some things. I'm curious to see if it's different at home, but I mm-hmm. guess it's not. But we all know on a variety of levels that they have decided to make some changes. And you know, we people like me have talked ad nauseum about things like focus and detail, and you know, all that stuff. Stuff, but the 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 vibe is is different this year, and and you know when you change significant personalities on the team, the the personality of the team is going to change. And and from what I understand, right at the beginning of the spring, uh, one of the you know part of the initial discussion in the clubhouse was about um, you know you know changing uh, you know being fun, but not being over the line, and understanding every game counts. Uh, and, and maybe it's time to go about your business a little bit differently. And, and again, and this is no disrespect to take Oscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. They both did a lot of really good things for this team. Their personalities are different than the personalities of Dalton Varsho, Kevin Kiermaier, and Brandon Bell. Like, anybody can see that. So, you, you know, you've made significant changes to your team, and uh, I think kind of the leadership core, the players as well, 
um, some of the veteran players who have maybe only been here a year or two, you know, guys like Chapman and Gosman and stuff like that. I, I think collectively they decided it's time to put it to bed. And, and I don't think it's anything, you know, more sinister than that. It's just, it's time to put it to bed guys. And, and this is a, this is a serious season. You know, you don't, uh, the last couple of years, they were known as extremely talented, extremely fun, and a little bit underachieving. And you don't want to be that, that underachieving group anymore. This is a group that I think both in terms of talent and personality is really capable of, of really big things. And so Tito LeBron, Hector LeBron, the interpreter, among other things, for the Blue Jays, for those who didn't see, put an invisible jacket. Laddie turned around, put an invisible jacket on his shoulders. Uh, I don't know if they did that for Varsho. I think they gave Varsho the silent treatment when he hit his. Yeah, and I don't did. think, yeah, and I don't think they did anything for Bo. Like Bo hit the first home run, but it was nine to four in the ninth inning. And like we didn't, we're doing the game, and none of us said, "Oh, look at the dugout." Like, are they doing anything? We weren't even thinking about it. So, I don't know if they have a specific plan for each one, or if it's just going to kind of be in the moment. Um, you know, the other thing last night too, they win the game, and Arden is doing the post game interview with Varsho. And in times past, that's a Gatorade shower, right? But well, it's another thing. I don't. I think that's gone as well. Hazel, Hazel like that, Hazel's eh? probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes, and maybe things will change at home. But you know, to 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 finish it off, I, I think they've decided they need to go about their business a little bit differently, with a little bit more seriousness, and you know that that's the vibe they want to have as as they pursue their goals this year. So if I'm Arden or Ben right now, I'm stepping all over the other to try and write the Yusei Kikuchi story. Uh, (laughs) The turnaround, I'm not sure if there's a great story behind it, but the perception for this guy has changed. I mean, he went from like a guy that people were intrigued by to a a guy that fans really hated, and now he might be the most beloved Blue Jay after one start. Uh, Can you tell us all that? Can you write the story for us right now? Uh, All (laughs) that went into the Yusei Kikuchi turnaround. So um, as, as quickly as I can, did not go back to Japan in the offseason, stayed in Arizona, went to a pitching facility two, three times a week, sent videos and all the high-tech uh, you know, data that they can uh, compile these days. Uh, back to Pete Walker and the rest of the Blue Jays staff. Uh, worked on a new pitch, got to spring training, got a new grip for the slider from David Howell, the assistant pitching coach, and just like dove into being the best he could, trying to figure it out. Obviously, and it's, you know, it's a dangerous thing for us to get too much into this, but you got to imagine that, you know, mentally confidence became an issue last year, had trouble throwing strikes, that sort of thing. Um, John Schneider went out of his way, both the day of Kikuchi start, like the morning of, to say how beloved he is by his teammates and how hard they have worked to support him and how hard he has worked despite somewhat of a language barrier to, you know, become a part of them. And he's a super nice guy. Um, and his English was actually quite good. He and I spoke for about five minutes in English a couple of days or a few days ago, and and, and it's great. Um, he's working his tail off, and, and that's the other thing that the other players will say. It's not like he's not working. He's trying so hard. It just got away from him last year, and he couldn't quite get it back. And whether that's new team or abbreviated spring training because of the lockout, who knows? So the only you know the only caution flag is it was one start and. Uh, unfortunately in this business, you got to do it again and again and again. And, and I think he's in a better place. Um, and I think they understand him better. And I think everybody's able to, to work together and try to solve the, the puzzle a little bit better, but you don't want to put too much into one start against a team like Kansas city. Like, let's see, he's going to pitch, pitch, I guess, against the angels on Sunday. 
and then he'll pitch against the Rays back at the Rogers Center. Those are tougher challenges. So, you know, let's see how those go. He doesn't have to be a star, but if he can give him five decent to good innings every time out as your number five starter, that's more than most teams are getting. So a lot of effort went into Kikuchi's offseason. A lot of effort also went into Barrios's offseason. Again, it's just one game. Uh, but why Why do you think it hasn't... Like, why do you think there wasn't much of a change despite all this change for Barrios? Right. Again, at least in one start. I will freely admit, this is... I can't figure this one out. And, and I'm just an announcer, right? I'm not an expert. and I can't see all the things that they see. But I, his velocity is fine. The movement on his pitches, from what I can deduce online and what I see with my eyes, looks good. It's location. So he makes mistakes over the middle of the plate. Like, he'll have a stretch where he retires seven in a row and three of them by strikeout, and then, boom, five of the next six reach base. Like, it gets big in a hurry on him. And that's – he's been – like unlike Manoa, he's been unable to stop the bleeding when that kind of stuff happens. And it's like – every mistake he makes gets punished. Like, you don't have to make perfect pitches all the time to get out. Every now and again, you should be able to get away with one, and they pop it up or, or ground out or whatever. Every time he makes a mistake, it gets hit like a rocket. And, and I don't think he's tipping. Um, but I, I, honestly, guys, I don't know what it is. I can't figure it out. Like, I'm not saying he should be as good as Manoa or Gosman, mm-hmm. but he should be a capable middle-of-the-rotation, number three, keep you in the ball game kind of guy this stuff is is good he's uh, again another extremely hard worker he's 28 years old he's not past his prime he's never missed start of the big leagues he's healthy his velocity is fine i don't get it I, I just don't get it and if you look back at last year as much as his era was 523 23 of his 32 starts were pretty good or very good the nine that were ugly were really ugly um, but there's a whole lot. Look at his game locks. There's a whole lot of one run, two runs allowed. And the team was 23 and nine in his 32 starts, oddly enough, because he was pretty good in most of them. Uh, but when he was bad, he gave them no chance to win. And that's the way the first one went here. So we'll see. Listen, they have, they're heavily invested in him, obviously. But I think this is the biggest mystery on the team. And, and I'd love to give you an answer, but I don't know. It is certainly one of the the wonders of the world right now. But the good thing is we've seen good flashes, and it's just about finding that consistency. So hopefully his next run out, we get to see that. Um, Dan, appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, avoid that uh, little vacuum situation. It was nice and quiet. Don't get run over. It keeps following me around. I've literally, it's a big lobby, and I keep walking like through the restaurant and through the through the banquet hall. I keep moving, but it's it's chasing me. Well, appreciate the effort. It, we didn't hear it whatsoever. So we'll hear yeah. you at two o'clock, though. So appreciate okay. it so much. Talk soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great day. That was Dan Schulman, Blue Jays play-by-play announcer for us here at Sportsnet. Our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Getaway day in Kansas City. Blue Jays wrapping up their series against the Royals this afternoon at 2 p.m. on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, as well as streaming on Sportsnet.ca slash 590 and the Sportsnet app. Kevin Gosman and Jordan Lyles on yeah. the mound. Kevin Gosman, best chance to leave Missouri with a... Plus 500 record. I think your best chance is with Kevin Gosman right now, despite mm-hmm. the BABIP situation. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, a little uh, little turnaround here. Three and one would be a lot better than two and two, and a four and three record would be really nice, despite that kind of disaster start, as I put it, and I'm now immediately regretting. That's all right, Justin. Hot takes that don't age well are part of your career here.
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's do something nice for the folks. We got a contest for you. We're giving away a four-pack of tickets to next Thursday's Blue Jays-Tigers game. A little Friday, baby Friday action here one week away, along with an awesome Jays merch prize pack. All you have to do is text in the code word VLADDY. Text VLADDY to 590 right now, 590, 590 for your chance to win. Today's the final day of giveaways this week. So, VLADDY, 590, 590 for next Thursday's Blue Jays-Tigers game, Baby Friday, one week away, four-pack of tickets, a merch prize pack, VLADDY. It is indeed VLADDY. Springer, Bichette, VLADDY. There were some people texting in just random Blue Jays names today, and I thought that was funny. They're trying was to it? get ahead of it. I thought, it would, like, you know, Vladdy next in the order. I don't know if there'd be some Vlads, some Vladimirs, some, some Guerreros. Vladdy's pretty simple. But Vladdy is, uh, Vladdy is the key word, in an, or the code word, rather, and it has to be Vladdy if you want to win those tickets. Let's just tell people about the tweet that we received during our interview with Dan Shulman. Mm-hmm. Not that I wasn't paying attention, but it popped up. They're listening, Justin, because we got an invite to TPC Toronto. Is that Oscar an official? Valley. Is that an official invite? They said so. We hear you want to play some golf this summer. Your immediate like and response. We will be there, folks. Thank you for listening. They just they did ask us a question though, and I think it's an important question. Is it Hoot Northland or Heathlands? Oh. I guess they got some different uh, we'll tracks out there. I'll take, I'll the, take easiest the easiest one. one. How, about, how about the one where I'm going to lose the fewest hey, balls? The Remember, easiest one. A couple slashers here on the fan morning we'll show. We'll take whatever. We'll take the driving range, okay? You got a little putting green? Well, you can just hit that up. Whatever works, okay? Thanks for listening. Yeah, I appreciate it. Shout out to Osprey Valley. Yeah, we'll be there. Just anytime after 9.01 a.m., we'll make our way up. Thank you for listening. All right. Let's keep the golf talk coming because after the break, we get our Masters Fan X five-pack, three-pack of Rebels, some prop bets. Then we got to go through Bruins, Leafs, Jays, Royals, Women's Worlds, Frozen Four. Oh, boy. Let's get those picks in. 590-590. That's next. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. All right, this is it. Our Masters picks for the Fan X Cup. Last week, we dropped the ball, Gunner and I. Um, we all passed on Corey Connors, thought we were galaxy-braining this thing, and how'd that look? Um, Justin was away on vacay, so he's unscathed, but I am up 1,000 to zero because of my outright Scotty Scheffler pick. Today, we will do five picks each, the same criteria, zero to 25 or whatever. I never know how to explain the top odds. Then 25 to 50, 50 plus, and one Canadian each. Just, uh, you, you know. know what I mean. Just say tier one, tier two, tier, tier one, three. Tier one, there we go. Thank you. I only struggled for four weeks to figure out the proper wording. Tier one we're picks. Still, we were still working out the uh There's the wrinkles some kinks in this. Well. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. I get to go first because Gunner went first last week. And I'm going to say thank you to Adam Stanley for. Oh, no. Yes. 
because I am going to take Jordan Spieth. Really? But the thing is, I wouldn't have taken him first unless you didn't react the way you reacted. So this is actually kind of your fault All and right. Adam Stanley as a thank you because as soon as he said Jordan Spieth, I kind of fist pumped. And then right after he got off the line, I said, oh, well, I think we're kind of aligned. And you said, oh, you should take Jordan Spieth early if you're going to take him. So, all right, Justin, unless you're big leaguing me and you're like playing me. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm Jordan not playing uh, is, chess while you have checkers. Okay. Jordan Spieth is my first overall pick. I have already placed a hefty wager. Wow. Hefty. On Jordan Spieth okay. this time around. Double uh, down. I'm big on Jordan Spieth this weekend and sounds like Adam Stanley is. And sounds like you are too. So my first overall pick will be Jordan Spieth, baby. Okay. So I'm down a thousand dollars. And you know, when you're, when you're facing an uphill battle, this isn't, you know, I'm not down three goals, but you can't get it all back at once, right? Mm -hmm. You can't get it all back at once. And why, you know, yeah, maybe I should be looking plus 100 or plus 1000. Uh, but this is a long season. It's a long golf season. And I'm not going to galaxy brain this like our buddy Brent Gunning. Scotty Scheffler is my number one pick. Uh, if I'm down 1000 to $700 mm -hmm. at the end of this weekend, I will be satisfied. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is the defending champ. He is in the best he has the best form right now. Uh, he is tailor-made for this golf tournament. He is guaranteed to be in contention. That's just what he does. It's He is as much of a lock, not to win, but to be in contention and to perform as anyone else. So I will take Scotty Scheffler with my number one pick, and I will be okay with you still leading if he, in fact, win, wins this golf tournament. Yeah, you know what? It was uh, I had Scotty Scheffler number one and Jordan Spieth number two, but I'll have to concede the top pick for you because I wanted Jordan Spieth. So, you know, what, you can have it. Um, so I'll have to take, I'm going to go with Rory because if he's allowed uh, anything, it's some hype this weekend. He's plus 700. Everyone's talking about Rory. He's the hot pick. I think it happens. Uh, it's time to complete the, the grand slam, the sweep, the trifecta, everything. I want Rory to wear that jacket. And I also want to see him against Liv guy on Sunday. So I'll go with Rory as my next pick. Um, because I think it'd be a good story too. I will go next and to round out tier one, Patrick Cantlay. Uh, we were talking about it with the golf guys yesterday. He's like the least enticing yeah. golfer to ever cheer for. It's tough. However, he is like Scheffler kind of made for this golf course. Uh, I like his odds at performing well. Uh, and if everyone wants him to lose, there's a good chance he might win. So I will take Patrick Cantlay at plus 1800 to round out the top group. The good thing about me getting to go first this time around is I can now snipe my Canadian and my 25 plus odds. No, just Canadian. Just Canadian. Right. But it will, that means they I will get be within that group. Another one. Okay. So, of course, I'm going to go Corey Connors. I'm going to go back um, <clears throat> against what happened last weekend. I actually think Corey Connors can be a top five, top 10. I've put some money on him as well. He looks like a hot pick, not only because he had a great weekend previously, but just seems like it's, it's all turning up Corey Connors right now. So I'm going to take him uh, plus 4,500 uh, right now. So Corey Connors will be my Canadian and this pick will be also in my 25 plus range. That uh, means I get another one. Let's be honest. Uh, 45 to one. I'm putting a little money on Corey yeah, Connors too. Time. I'll be cheering for you. I'll be cheering for Corey. If he wins this tournament, I won't be too upset uh, from 25 to 50. Couple options here. Wait, for can me. we just pause for a second? We're not picking any live people, just so folks know. Right now, this is just PGA golfers. Right. So, so in case our, you're wondering where our, our picks our are, our honorable yes. guys, our five, our honorable five pack, and then we got our rebels three pack. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll do right after this. Uh, so twenty five to fifty. Couple guys I have circled. I've put a bet on Victor Hovland already. 
But in an effort to not cannibalize, to not do too much, I'm going to go with Cameron Young. I've got Cameron Young bet in different ways, not outright, but I think Cameron Young, uh, he's like a boomer bust guy. Like, he can just go off. He can just have these rounds that that flip the course or flip the tournament on its head. He might be, he might shoot out to a massive lead. He might have a massive Saturday and suddenly be in contention when you have him written off. He's one of the top young guys on tour. I feel like that will help him just go out there and play without too much worry. I like Cameron Young at this tournament. I'm going to take him at 28 to 1 over the likes of Homa and Hovland as other ones I've considered. Wow. Because I have Hovland, and this is a perfect... You've just laid this out for me. Everyone that I've ended up selecting here is someone that I'm actually believing in and gut picking, and you're just opening up the floor for me. So Victor Hovland, I'll take... He's 35-1. to 1. Um, Him and my buddy Corey Connors will also be in my little 25 it's tier 2 range. So thank you for that. Uh, no problem. Now okay. you're going 50-plus. I'll go 50. Or a Canadian. I'll go 50-plus here because I got the Canadian in the back pocket. Mm. Two options for me. I might just pick Min Woo Lee every tournament because he's going to win this year, and I want to be there when he does. But if it's this weekend, I will be kicking myself because I'm going to go with Shane Lowry. Bad conditions out there. The Irishman knows how to play That's in true. bad conditions. He's been really competitive at this tournament before. I expect him to be that way. And if the course conditions are catered to him, I think there's good value at, at 50 to 1 for Shane Lowry to win this golf tournament. 50 to 1 or my 50 plus, Shane Lowry. Okay. Um, kind of torn on this one here. I think I'm going to go Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, he's right on the cusp. He's. 50 to 1, um, but I had him circled. I also thought about what you just took, but not Shane Lowry. going to go Tommy Fleetwood since you took him from me, okay? Got to be honest. I like your team. I would have been... My team's uh, real I've good. considered Fleetwood. I like Hovland. Connors is obviously the best Canadian, and Rory and Spieth is a good top group. Uh, so I got to go Canadian. I'm going to go with Adam Svensson. Uh, he's a rookie here. Mac Hughes is playing in his fourth. Mike Weir is already on the course, uh, and I don't expect him to put on a second He's green jacket. He's 30 to 1, eh? Wow. Who? Who's uh, 30 to 1? Adam Svensson. Oh, maybe he had a good start then, because I'm looking at the pre-tournament odds, and I can't imagine he was 30 to 1. Anyway, I'm going with Adam Svensson. He certainly is, beside Mackenzie Hughes. Are you looking at it live? I'm looking at the screenshot that you okay, put into I can't, the Okay, because I can't control, I can't search it. I can't believe he's 30 to 1, uh, but Adam Svensson is my guy. Okay, I love that for you. <laughs> I hope it hits. Do you? No, because um, <laughs> I would never, ever, ever be able to recover. Um, okay, let's run through it one more time. So I've got Spieth, ooh, Rory, nice, Connors, Hovland, and Fleetwood on my team of what we call it, honorable picks. Svensson's 300 to 1. 300 to 1. A big, big, big lead if Svensson wins hmm. the golf tournament. Anyway, uh, let's get to our... Oh, no, and, and yeah, my, and my got, team, Scheffler, Cantlay, Young, Lowry, and the 300 to 1, Adam Svensson. Okay, so now we're going to do our live golfers. Um, do you want to go first this time just to make it fair because I got to go Oh, that's first very nice time. of you. I yeah. will go first. Um, I'm going to take Cameron Smith. Mm. He's the shortest odds to win the tournament among the live guys, and I think with good reason. He stole... A major championship away from Rory McIlroy last summer. He's had success at Augusta before. He's been in contention. I worry there's some rumblings that he's a little banged up, a little injured. He's not, you know, playing 
on the PGA Tour anymore, so the competition level has diminished. But the most capable golfer, I believe, of the Live group is Cam Smith, and I will take him because he's also the most palatable to cheer for, at least in my opinion. So hmm. I'll go with Cam Smith. Uh, I'll go DJ then. Easy. Yeah, next. That makes sense. Uh, Brooks Kepka will be next for me. He just won on the Live Tour. He's had some success as well at Augusta. He's had some massive, massive failures at Augusta, if you watch Full Swing. Part of the reason it seemed his career, a career, his season fell apart was his struggles at Augusta National. But uh, in terms of who can win, who has shown to be a major championship threat in the past, Brooks Kepka is the guy. I'm picking everybody's least favorite person, uh, Patrick Reed. I got to do it because I actually think he could do well at this tournament, but He's I won the tournament. Before. I really hope he doesn't, but you know what? If he does, I'd like to have a part of uh, cheering for that little bit of disgust on Shame Sunday. on you cheering for Patrick Reed, even if it gives you a big, big payday. Someone's got to do it. Uh, and I will round up my pirate group Pirates. with Abraham answer. Just huh. one on the Asian tour. Uh, hasn't had a lot of success on the live tour, uh, but he's played decently at Augusta National in the past. I believe he was sniffing around a top 10 a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I think Abe Hanser's uh, a decent pick for a long shot among the Rebels. Okay. Um, I got one more. The options are... Yeah, I'm trying to look. Run Joaquin Neiman, yeah, Mito that's, that's Pereira. Yeah, Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin yeah, Neiman. Neiman. I got a bet on Joaquin Neiman. Okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not mad about it. Okay. We'll get to that Thanks. in a bit. Uh okay, so those are our teams. Again, to recap, I got Scheffler, Cantlay, Cameron Young, Shane Lowry, Adam Svensson, Cameron Smith, Smith, Brooks Kepka, and my guy Abe Answer. And you've got Jordan Spieth, Rory McElroy, Corey Connors, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, DJ, Patrick Reed, and Joaquin Neiman. Jacko. I think we did a great job there. Yeah, let's get to it. So we got five prop bets as well, each for the Masters, and then we got to motor through our anchor selection. So let's get to those quickly. Uh, Top Canadian. I think we're both in agreement here. Yeah, Corey Connors. Corey Connors, minus 138, I think you could find now. I find it very hard to believe that that's not the nuts. Like, as much as I got Adam Spencer on my team, Mac Hughes has won on the PGA Tour before. I don't think anyone can really challenge Corey Connors for the mm-hmm. top Canadian. So if you just want to have one pick, one guy to cheer for, one bet to make, Corey Connors minus 138 to be the top Canadian, I think is a pretty good one. For top American, I'm going to double down and go Jordan Spieth. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you know what the price is on that? No, but I can find that for you maybe possibly in a second. So he's not the number one American that I did choose. No, of since course. it started, I can't click it now. That's okay. Scheffler and Cantlay uh, are are Americans as well. But mm. I picked for the value Cam Young to be the top American at mm. plus 1,600. Again, I think he's a boomer bus guy. He could be – he could miss the cut. He could also win this golf tournament, in my opinion. So for the value, plus 1,600 Cam Smith – or Cam Young, rather, to be top American. And then I guess we did, like, international. Um, obviously, I'm going to go Rory. What – is that European or uh, – Probably top European would be yeah. Rory. Okay. You don't have the odds on that either? I guess, uh, yeah, now that the tournament's start, we can't really tell people what to play. Maybe you can find some of these that are still around. I played top Korean, Sung J.M., nice. minus 105 over Siwoo Kim, Tom Kim, and K.H. Lee. I like that value a lot on Sung J.M. I think we're probably in the same boat with our top live then. Um, if it was Cam Smith, I might just go DJ just for fun. I did uh, the value for Abraham Answer plus 14. Okay. First round leader. Now, I actually have some bets in on this one. Um, I did these previously, so you I have You probably still play these as well. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they might have changed a bit. 
Um, I have two. I have actually I have three. I've a lot of people are in on Corey Connors being first round leader. It was plus uh, four thousand. I sprinkled a bit on that. And then I didn't mind first-round leader Victor Hovland as well. Okay. I have uh, I've mentioned the rationale, Cam Young. He can go low. He can have amazing rounds. He can have poor rounds. I bet him 33-1 to 1 to be the first-round leader. And to miss the cut, Phil Mickelson. I can't I'm, wait for it. I've already bet that. He'll and I've quietly also... fade away into the darkness. Or loudly. <laughs> you won't do much talking, but a lot of people will be enjoying it. I also bet Bryson DeChambeau to miss the cut, plus 175. He comes last at every live event. He's brutal. I think he absolutely blows up and crumbles under the pressure of actually being around PGA golfers again. Plus 175, Bryson DeChambeau to miss the cut. Maybe my fa- my favorite bet of that, the entire that's Masters That's my week. favorite in terms of making me happy bet, too. Yes. All right. Good work there. Let's go through some anchor picks because we've got to get together our parlay as well. Um, that's our uh, Masters preview. Best of luck to everyone and can't wait to follow along. Okay. Uh, Bruins lease tonight. My pick comes from this. I am doing something I've never once done in my life. Betting the under. It's gross. I hate it, but I'm doing it. Uh, Goes against the fabric of your being. It sure does, but I always say life's too short to bet the under. But at this point, you're looking at Leafs and Bruins. you got two pretty good goaltenders going to head, head-to-head tonight. Might be a tightly checked game. I don't think it's going to be blown open by anybody, but boom. Um, under six and a half, Leafs, Bruins. I hate doing it, but I'm doing it. I'm on Kevin Gosman, and I'm on Kevin Gosman to benefit the Blue Jays. I got them on the run line, minus nice. one and a half, minus 125, I believe, is the last time I saw it. I just think the Blue Jays win comfortably, leave Missouri with four wins to three losses. Okay, so here's a couple of our anchor picks. Um, I color-coordinated them, so if you want to read, um, we can do all the master ones if we have time, okay? Okay. Kevin Gosman over strikeouts. Um, that's Courier Chris and Mississauga. Uh, Horton Tucker over 24 and a half or anything to do with Chapman. Of course, we like that. Um, White Sox money line over the Giants. That's Corey from Port Hope. Um, Leafs on the money line and Jays on the run line. There you go. That's Ron and Jules. Okay. Um, Leafs in regulation. That's Steven Sutton. We've got uh, Minnesota Wild on the money line as well. And those were our wake and rake picks that are not golf related. How about we uh, put this in now? If we have any matchups today... From anyone, yes, we go that we route. we do. Okay, first round three ball matchup, Adam Scott versus um, Kitayama at plus 105. Uh, Masters, going through them. Oh, Jason Day over Zach Johnson and Gordon Sargent. You like Gordon Sargent, yeah, though. Gordon Sargent's my guy. Um, this guy also likes Shane Lowry over Hughes and Peters. I love that. Okay, we could do that. And then one more is uh, Patrick Cantley over Scott and Kurt Kitayama. Okay, and we've got some love for Corey Connors in the top 10. Sung J.M., those maybe are, to win. Those are big, like, longer shot. Or longer shot stuff. stuff. I guess maybe you wouldn't be able to get them in at this point. Tiger Woods to make the cut. Again, I think you, we might be a little bit late to the party here. But in terms of things we can play and add to our parlay, it is Scott versus Kitayama, mm-hmm. Jason Day over Zach Johnson and Gordon Sargent, or Shane Lowry over Hughes and Peters. Uh, Jason Day, I was considering playing. I don't think he can win. I think he could be top 10, top 20 guy. Like, I, I think he's going to have a good tournament. It's just, I don't know if he has the upside to win it anymore. I guess also one more, can't lay over Scott and Kitayama an option uh, there. I'll let you choose while I find the odds for it. Find Shane Lowry over Hughes and Peters because I like that the most, but if we have to pay a lot of uh, juice to do it. Shane Lowry over Hughes and Peters. So would that be in like three three ball? Three ball, yeah. Hmm. 
The problem is some of these guys might be on the course already. So I'm fine. We may have to pivot and go off Masters here. Because I'm seeing what I can pick, and maybe it's different on different books, but I can click a round one six-shooter only at this point. Mm. Because I believe it's they're, they're teeing off soon. Can you see if you can do it? If not, um, I can also do Shane Lowry over Hughes only, and I can do Shane Lowry over... No, I think we missed the boat here. Yeah. You got Lowry over Hughes? I have Lowry over Hughes. That's the problem that people are maybe listening later. Because they start maybe at Maybe can't nine. get to their book right away. I think we avoid it just because we kind of missed the boat here. Okay, so is there something else that you want to pick then? So we have Leafs uh, under. Mm-hmm. Under six and a half you had it at? Yep. We could go Leafs in regulation to, to double no up way. on that. Leafs money line, you don't want to go that route. No way. Kevin Gosman over six and a half strikeouts. We could go that route. It pairs with mine. That might be it, honestly. Okay. There aren't too many other options. Like, I, I can't help you on White Sox money line over Giants <laughs> without doing some quick research. Uh, Minnesota on the money line. Minnesota's kind of in a must-win scenario here. I mean, they're fighting for the Central Division crown. Uh, they're on the road in Pittsburgh. That's not a bad one. Pittsburgh floundering a little bit. Let's spread out the love here. I think we should we should pick one from not a Blue Jays game. Okay. Because we already got one. So you want to do Minnesota Wild on the money line? Minnesota Wild right now are plus 115 on the money line against Pittsburgh. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Live a little. All right. Blue Jays on the run line, under six and a half in the Bruins and the Leafs game, and then Wild on the money line. We don't have a name for the uh, the fellow or the young woman who sent that text Only in. a young woman, eh? No old women texting in. <laughs> I, I had no, I had no uh, female version of fella. Lady. Lady. Uh, we don't have a name there. They did suggest a Wake and Rake family outing to Osprey Valley, though. That's what I wanted Hell to get yeah. to. Hell yeah. Let's get that. Um, all right. But our parlay uh, that I just mentioned is plus 582. That's a good one. Um, that's our Baby Friday parlay. Um, any any other of these Masters picks you want to read out loud for folks? Corey Connors top 10. Um, we've got Jason Day. Someone likes top 10 as well. Unfortunately, we did it too late. We should have kicked the golf guys out and did some picks yesterday. It's okay. Guess we should have. Sounds known like that. these people have already gotten their picks in. Uh, so. Just a preview of tomorrow's wake and rake. Yes. We have a Leafs Lightning series price already, and I think we should talk about that tomorrow. Wow. These things make me excited. Okay, I know you love your futures. I uh, I love futures, but series prices in the Stanley Cup playoffs may be the most fun thing to bet. Okay. All right. Big day in sports. Obviously, the Masters already underway. Um, Going to be locked in on that all day. You've got Blue Jays finishing their trip to Kansas City. That first pitch is at 2.10. As we mentioned, Maple Leafs on the road against the Boston Bruins. That's at 7 p.m. The return of Ryan O'Reilly on the third line, as we all predicted. Noel Achari revenge game. Shoot, we didn't look at that. This is too much to bet today. Just bet a Noel Achari goal. <laughs> if I could tell you one thing for free. But they'll win one nothing, and it'll just be Noel Achari that scores. It's your under. There you go. Um, all right. Well, baby Friday, everyone. What's your view? Oh, we're going down the Rogers Center right now. We have to hurry up because we're going to go see the unveiling of the new Rogers Center Stadium. The ribbon will be cut and we'll be there to witness it. Nolatari plus 510 to score tonight. There you go. There you go, folks. All right. Thanks for listening. The Fan Morning Show on your baby Friday. Enjoy the full day of sports viewing experience. We'll be back Friday to update how far ahead I am in the Fan X Cup standings. Right, Justin? Right, Ailish. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>